Hi, my name is Christian, and this is the story of the craziest story that you ever heard. A couple of weeks ago the Norwegian media company VG with the journalist Monica Flatebo made a series about a psychiatrist that over 20 years used his expertise in psychology to manipulate and molest his patients. I know what you think, I could not believe it either. Just to make it clear, I have nothing to do with the story, psychology, or the media company, but I love listening to and creating podcasts. My motivation for making this story is to spread the word because this truly is the craziest story I have ever come across. Before we begin I would like to give all credit to the original journalism done by VG under the series name Dukamanen. That is Doll Man, in English. This episode contains unpleasant topics. Sensitive listeners are encouraged to listen to future stories instead. For the rest of you, sit back and enjoy the show as I will do my best to retell the story of Doll Man. After 30 years in silence, a man was interviewed anonymously. He has not looked at himself in the mirror for over eight years. A serial criminal and rapist have injured and manipulated people all over Norway, and the interviewee, the one that can't stand mirrors are one of the victims, and the main character and story provider to this episode. In the show they give him a fictitious name, Knut. And I will do so too. To make it easier to pronounce, we can call him Dave. Dave starts by telling about how he grew up in a safe and friendly family. Dave's father used to take the family on fishing trips in the Norwegian fjords. And Dave describes that he often told the children that it ain't easy to be great parents. That's all we get to hear from Dave back quote as childhood, but it might be enough. As Dave grows older he starts studying in a big Norwegian city. One night the doorbell rings. Just like you imagine a doorbell at night ain't a good sign. Dave will get the message that his father just passed away. Exams, a recent breakup and his father's death slowly start to bring a lot of stress into Dave's life and he decides to contact a doctor. The doctor gives Dave the diagnosis of anxiety and points him further to a psychologist. Dave explains that the psychologist wanted him to talk about his childhood. The psychologist appears professional and is a pleasant conversation partner. Dave also describes that he felt lucky to have the opportunity to talk to a psychologist. He even adds that it almost feels a bit posh to go to the psychologist. After a few sessions with the psychologist, Dave says that the psychologist describes the diagnosis as something more than just anxiety, something underlying that makes Dave's situation and diagnosis more serious. The psychologist hints that there is something in Dave's childhood that the anxiety and depression come from. The sessions keep ongoing and after some time the psychologist tells Dave that there is something repressed in his memory. Someone has been naughty towards you. The journalist in VG explains the phenomenon of forgotten memories, and points out the Austrian psychologist Sigmund Freud to explain this situation. Freud believed that mental problems could be linked to events in his childhood. And the forgotten memories, in other words, become the mission for Dave and the psychologist. For me, who has heard the whole story, I can tell you that this is the beginning of the hell that Dave is going through. Dave is told to go home to look for the forgotten memories in solitude. Nothing pops up in Dave's memories. But the psychologist is clear in his speech. Dave has experienced something in his childhood. Dave searches and searches in solitude for memories in his childhood, and one day his mind create memories of steps across the floor in the night, darkness, and a sudden fear of men. 
Dave has several breakdowns and is further down than when he started therapy. The psychologist believes this is a step in the right direction and explains Dave's discomfort as contact with what happened in childhood. Dave spends more and more time with the psychologist and a bond between them begins to form. In the story, the psychologist is described as a thin little man with a strange gait. In the lessons, he sits with outstretched arms. One day, Dave gets a desire to hold these hands. Dave describes this incident in the interview and describes it as if the psychologist's hands were like feeling the hands of the dead father. After repeated hours and a series of manipulations, Dave ends up believing that he has been abused by his father. Dave is completely crushed. All his life he had the perception that his father was a kind man, but the manipulations had turned the tables. Dave often thinks that he must tell the new revelation to his brothers and sisters. The psychologist is aware that Dave's revelation should preferably be kept hidden. Not only is this something the psychologist has led Dave to believe, but it can also hurt others in the family. The psychologist, therefore, recommends Dave to keep quiet on the fact that his father raped him as a child. Still, Dave is unable to keep this to himself and sets up a meeting with his sister with whom he had good contact. The sister had had problems with the psyche before, and as you probably get the hang of, this part does not end nicely. Dave tells his sister that he went to a psychologist and that he was raped by his father. Dave asks her sister if similar things had happened to her too, but she gave a clear no. Dave who is interviewed through a narrator's voice with similar behavior sugar before he with tears in his throat explains that the sister then took her life with the belief that he had been abused by their own father. We will not speculate whether what Dave said was a trigger for the suicide, but Dave himself says that she was not less depressed by this news. Dave still believes he was abused as a child. Now things really turn awful for Dave, and the psychologist classes seem like the only salvation. One day it gets even worse. You, I, and everyone else who has been listening to this story fear that Dave's life gets even darker. And I am sorry to tell you that this ain't a story with a Disney-type ending. At the end of the session, the psychologist gets up, goes to the door and turns the lock before sitting down next to Dave. The psychologist begins to touch and masturbate Dave. Dave's long nightmare and life in hell have begun. This was the first chapter in the story of Doll Man. What I haven't yet told you is the name of the psychologist who is behind all this horror. But don't you worry, I am about to tell you. The psychologist's name is Svir Barhaug. Svir Barhaug moves from Stavanger to Oslo and studies psychology at the university. VG writes that Svir Barhaug receives a scholarship on the basis of good grades. Furthermore, VG explains that and I quote, thanks to a Fulbright scholarship, Svir Barhaug from Hina will be allowed to study in the USA. On August 22, 1959, he boarded the American boat Bergensford, which took him to New York. Then he travels further inland to Nebraska. Here he is to study clinical psychology. But what exactly is Svir Varhaug teaching in the USA? The journalist in VG finds a letter written by Varhaug himself and sent to the health authorities in Norway. In the letter, he writes that in the United States it is common to use sex in psychotherapy. This is actually so common that it is discussed at congresses, Varhaug writes. After Svir Varhaug finished studying in the USA. Varhaug travels home and becomes Norway's first clinical psychologist. His high education makes him an attractive candidate. Therefore, he eventually becomes the chief psychologist at Rogaland Hospital. And yes, this is where the story begins. In 1976, the hospital received a letter from patients writing that they had been abused by Varhaug. 
To make a long story short, this means that Sveer Varhaug flees, before he gets a new job as a psychologist. This is discovered and a final sentence of six months conditional imprisonment is given to Varhaug. The rules regarding conditional imprisonment mean that Sveer Varhaug does not have to serve his sentence, but he loses the right to work as a psychologist for two years. After two years, Varhaug starts up again, this time in a private office in Oslo and in 1983. The years go by and Sveer Varhaug begins the manipulation of several patients. Among one of them, we find Dave who we recognize from earlier. Naturally enough, the conditions surrounding Varhaug's way of practicing psychology are announced again. This leads to Varhaug being convicted of abusing patients. This is the second time Varhaug has been convicted and he, therefore, loses the right to practice as a psychologist for the rest of his life. This time he must also serve four months in prison. This may sound like a mild punishment. And yes, the penal system in Norway is a little milder than what is common in the rest of the world. But in hindsight, this punishment is far too lenient, even for a country like Norway. After Varhaug served his sentence, he contacts some of his patients to continue with private lessons. This is beyond the control of the authorities. Both the police and the health authorities in Norway have finished with Varhaug and there is no spotlight on his activities. The abuse and manipulation of Dave continues, but after an incident where Dave shows his feelings towards Varhaug, the bond is broken. This means that Varhaug ends the contact with Dave. Dave, who has dedicated his life to recovery through daily therapies with Varhaug, falls apart. Dave finally seeks out the public health service. When Dave's story becomes known, the alarm goes off immediately. The lives of Dave and several others are ruined through manipulation and abuse. Dave eventually gets the other private patients to understand what terror they are exposed to and a third trial against Varhaug is underway. To make the timeline clearer, I will summarize a bit here. Sveer Varhaug was first convicted in 1980. Then he is not in prison, but loses the right to be a psychologist for two years. The second sentence for abuse of a patient is in 1988. Then he must serve three months in prison and lose the right to practice as a psychologist. The third and last time is in 2002, when he gets one year and six months in prison. Varhaug spends the remaining years as a pensioner. He dies naturally in 2014. It is emphasized that this story is a retelling and an abridged version of a larger report made by VG.no. The episode is based on a true story and this episode is made for entertainment only. The sources for this story are taken from the original series, The Doll Man. This podcast may contain errors and omissions. Fact-checking has not been performed. The listener is asked to read or listen to original sources. Tune in next week to listen to another unique story from Scandinavia. This is a show made by me, Christian Anders-Rysagen, and is made possible throughout AI technology. Remember to subscribe if you want to hear more unique stories from Scandinavia. And thanks for listening. See you next time.